The Grace and Grind podcast is brought to you by Energy Bites, better food for a better you. Nothing compares to the nourishment you'll get from their 100% chlorella and spirulina tablets. No GMOs, no fillers or binders, just pure, simple, safe, all natural, organically grown algae. Visit energybits.com to learn more and save 20% when you enter code GRACEGRIND at checkout. Here we go. It's another episode. <laughs> Every time you hit me with something different, I just wait for it. <laughs> One day I'm going to have like my thing that I do. We're not doing the let's get that anymore. Why not? Because I don't like it. It's a new season. Uh, it's the last time. It's a new season. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that on this episode. Don't start with me. Uh, um, hello and welcome. To episode three, season two of the Grace and Cry podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Carissa Forte. And I'm Wesley Forte. <laughs> See, this is why we need to vlog this stuff because the listeners have no reason, they have no clue why you laugh. I know. You say that every time, too. You know what? Moose asked if we're going to start recording, like video recording our we podcast. We should. I know. I and then we get our viewership up and we can grow the channel. Yeah. I told him that we want to get the right equipment and all of that good stuff. Because, you know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. We can do this downstairs and we mm-hmm. can make it real nice because you got this set up good. Yeah. And we can get a camera. We can get a stand, a tripod. All the things. All the things. Um. So my birthday was just a few days ago. Yep, you old. I am 35 years old, and I know I don't look a day over 22. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more like 28. I think I could get away with 28. Yeah, I think you can get away with 28. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much for the spa day. It was fabulous. Oh, you're welcome, babe. Yes. So, for our Kansas City listeners, I went to... Wesley treated me to... A full diet, a full eight hours. A full what? A full eight hours. You, you, a full day. <laughs> yeah, like a few what? A full day, a full <laughs> eight hours of pampering <laughs> at um, Ultimate Escape Day Spa, which is in Overland Park. Mm-hmm. It's um, on 135th and Flint, which is just a few blocks down from, from Metcalf. So... If you're the Kansas City area and you're looking for a good spa to go to, I highly recommend them. And why do you highly recommend them? So I had the Pure Bliss package. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. So I get there, filled out the little paperwork. It was all electronic. They it, And they texted to me. So I filled out my paperwork on my phone, you which was that. dope. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the first thing I did was I spent like 20, 30 minutes in the infrared sauna. Okay. I did not have my phone with me. That's good. I was very intentional on leaving my phone in the locker. And you know what's interesting? When I was in the sauna, I was anxious as hell for like the first 10 minutes. Mm. Yes. Social dilemma. That's I know, I know. But here's why. Here's why. It's not so much. I mean, social media was part of it, right? Because I was like, damn, I could be posting this on Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't need to do that. No, though. you don't. Right? But then I also realized that 
my mind is always so busy. I'm always coming up with ideas and and I didn't have anything to like write my ideas out out on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whoa, like I need to really learn how to make my mind chill. Is that what meditation is? Yes. Yeah. That's what med- that's part of what meditation does. Okay. Because you, know? mm-hmm. you can meditate for deep sleep. You can meditate to get rid of anxiety. You can meditate to um, for. I mean, there's a lot of things you can meditate for. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did in the sauna. I meditated. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so that was cool. And it was a nice realization. Like, I love those little aha moments. After that, um, the lady came and got me and she did a, a, um, a what was it called? A Himalayan salt scrub. Right. That sounds interesting. Baby. Oh, there she go, y'all. There she go. This will be the Baby. word of the season. <laughs> The word of the season, boy. Let me tell you about this salt scrub. <laughs> so first of all, they take you in this room. It's all nice and, you know, zen-like. And she goes, you know, strip down, you know. You can keep your underwear on, of course, if you want to. Or you can put on our um, temporary um, throwaway underwear. Yes. So I was like, okay, cool. Which one do you recommend? And she said, it's whatever you're comfortable with, but it's a salt scrub. So if you don't want salt getting in your panties, you might want to use ours. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. You know me. I'm a free spirit. Mm -hmm. So if she was like, you're going to be naked on this table, I was fine with it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got no problem putting on these, these little temporary throwaway underwear. By throwaway underwear, what they meant was four sheets of toilet paper connected <laughs> with two strings of floss. That was uh, what the throwaway underwear was. So they hit you with a, with a ghetto the pen, huh? Listen, listen. And you know this badonkadonk of mine, honey. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself. She gonna see all this booty today, honey. <laughs> so she did this salt scrub. But first, before they did the squat, before she did the salt scrub, she brushed my entire body. Okay. Dry brushing. Mm-hmm. You do not know relaxation <laughs> until you have somebody dry brush your booty. Oh my lord! It was so amazing. It was the best experience ever. Okay, <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> So she did that. And then the next thing we did was the um, full body massage mm-hmm. and the reflexology. That was reflexology. Reflexology is basically where when you're, they be, how do I explain this? So what they do is they did my reflexology at the same time that they did the massage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's basically when they take your feet and legs and they bend them in all different types of directions. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They, your ankles, your toes, everything. It was really fabulous. It was mm-hmm. really fabulous. So did the massage, full body massage, did the reflexology. Oh, and I got an anti-aging facial. Mm-hmm. 
So there's this thing that they do when you have a facial called pore extraction for clogged pores. Right. So she told me I only had a few. So I was like, okay, cool. Then she says, now, let me know if this gets too uncomfortable for you. So I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> she gave you a warning. You know what that feels like? What does it feel like? It feels like someone took shards of glass <laughs> and created a suction device out of it and is sucking <laughs> the little specks of dirt out of your skin. When she did my nose, it felt just like it felt when I got my nose pierced, okay? <laughs> did you cry? I almost cried. I almost cried. I almost cried, but I didn't. I did some breath work while she was doing it. And when she was done, um, she started laughing and I started laughing because she kind of knew I was like holding my breath a little bit. But I was like, look, I'm 35 now. So do whatever you need to do <laughs> to my face. OK, uh, the pain people go through to look beautiful. Yes, it was totally worth it. It was totally worth it. So, yeah. So did that. Got a mani-pedi. It was fabulous. Had the best birthday cake. Shout out to McLean's Bakery, their strawberry champagne birthday cake. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was great. So you had a phenomenal birthday. Yes, I did. So thank you. Oh, and, and then I went to Yard House for dinner. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you had a, a day full of stuff to do. Yes, yes. My best friend, Kenya, who is, I'm going to shout her out, every chance that I get. Kenya Nicole, she is the owner of Bedrock Coffee and Tea in Montgomery, Alabama. Make sure you check her out. <laughs> Instagram, Bedrock Coffee Tea. Okay, she's the bomb. She got me a gift card to Fenty Beauty. Mm -hmm. So um, I bought a whole bunch of lipsticks with that. Can't wait for that to come. <laughs> People were cash apping me all day. It was so sweet. Like, I felt so loved. That's good. You should, so you should feel loved. Yes, I should. I and, should. And I'm glad that you had a good birthday because, you know, birthdays one of the only times we get to celebrate you. It ain't about nobody else but you. So you had your day. Yes, I did. And thank you so much. You're welcome, babe. So um, on this episode, we're going to be interviewing Mr. Chris Good, mm -hmm. who is the founder, owner, CEO, creator. He's all the things of Ruby Jean's Juicery. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited for his interview. And shout out to uh, Chris. It's Black History Month. Yeah. So being a black entrepreneur, successful entrepreneur, as a black male in Kansas City, I think yes. that's to be honored and to be celebrated and saluted. Yes. So, yes. yeah. Really excited about that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, let's just get into it. Yep. Let's go. What's going on, Chris? What's up, brother? How you doing? Chilling, man. How you doing? I've been blessed. It's been a, you know, it's been a, a rough, uh, I don't know, 10 months or, or whatever it is now. Mm -hmm. But uh, in, in spite of it all, I've been blessed. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah this pandemic, the pandemic has been very interesting for a lot of people in a lot of ways. So the restaurant is named after your grandma. What influence did she have in creating Ruby Jeans? Like, what's the story? Um, so my grandmother, she was the uh, she was the backbone for my family. Um, 
you know, my mother was a single mother for a good portion of my early life. Um, she started having kids at age 16 herself. And, you know, my dad was out figuring out his, his own walk, um, as, as we, we tend to have to do sometimes. So I, I don't hold it against him at this point in my life, but in his absence, my grandmother was able to, uh, to really, to really shed light on, you know, what strength and what family and togetherness look like for us. Um, and so I just loved her. She was, she was the sweetest woman you'd ever meet. Super quiet, but very strong at the same time. Um, so when she got sick, it, it was really sudden. I was 14. Um, and it was like one day everything was cool. And then the next day everything wasn't, um, we found her very sick. We went to uh, Truman Medical Center originally. Um, then they transferred her over to St. Luke's um, to where she ended up on life support, um, primarily from struggles with type 2 diabetes. Uh, and so, it, you know, when when we knew that the end was near, my, my family sent for my great-grandmother to come up and say goodbye to her. Um, and so mom, as we called my great-grandma, uh, mom came up on a greyhound and, you know, got into town and, you could just, as soon as you saw her, you could just tell she was she was devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she was just coming to say goodbye and, and make peace. Um, and so she she came in, gave us you know our salutations and hugs. And good to see you, but it was it was a hard moment. And so then she went in that uh, into my grandma Ruby Jean's uh, hospital room just to have her final hour alone with her. And she did that, and she came out from that hour. Um, kind of the same feeling when she got out the room and she looked at us all and we right at St. Luke's on the plaza and she collapsed and mm. my great grandmother had a massive heart attack and died. Um, oh my and God. so then, right. yeah, so then two days later we took Ruby Jean off life support. Uh, so it was, it was one of those moments, you know, probably one of the most pivotal moments in my life and I didn't realize it. Um, but I, you know, I had never experienced death or, or grief and, to experience it at 14 on such a such a deep and high magnitude, um, it, it, it changed me. You know, I started to to really like want to want to show people what how dope my grandmothers were. And like, and I knew that way back then. But I didn't know how. I thought I'd be able to honor them with some statue or something. You know, I, I didn't know, but I wanted to. I knew I wanted to show people just how amazing they were. Like, we were always poor, but it never felt like it. And it was because of them, like just because they they shielded us from reality almost. It was just about family and love and, and doing the right thing. And it was like they insulated us um, even through like extreme poorness. And so I, in hindsight, it's just amazing, you know, and I knew that I wanted to honor them. And fast forward, uh, I got introduced to, to juice cleansing by way of a couple of friends of mine in Los Angeles. Um, Aaron, Aaron J and, and Eric Richardson, uh, one of them from here, one from St. Louis. And, you know, we, we, we eat good in the, in the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> and so when I got to LA and they telling me they not eat, I'm thinking like, uh, excuse me, you know, like what, what you mean? And, and so they explained to me that they were, they were doing, finishing up a seven day juice cleanse. And I still thought they were, they were a little off. And I, you know, I proceeded about my day. And then the next day they showed me a documentary called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 it blew my mind. Like, I was like, wait, wait a minute. This dude changed his life in 60 days. Uh, and just from drinking juice and not, you know, like really just turning his plate upside down. And then I was like, dang, man, my grandma lived 60 years and she, 
all she had to do was just hit that correction button and she didn't have the knowledge to do that. Wow. And it just, it shook me. And so I, I got into juicing myself. Like that wasn't the point where I thought business, I thought, okay, I got to make some changes. Cause I was just working out a bunch and eating whatever I wanted, uh, as an ex football player at that time. And I started to, started to change my habits and started to encourage my family. I was traveling for work, going to juice bars across the country. And the moment where it shifted for me to, to establish a business in my grandmother's name, uh, I worked, I traveled three weeks at a time and it's exhausting. And yeah. so like I found myself on one of these work trips, um, having been to three different cities, uh, Minneapolis, Oklahoma city had to drop my company van off back in Kansas city, uh, and then fly to a suburb of Chicago. And so by the time I was to that third city, well, really fourth city, um, I was, I was tired. And so I woke up in the middle of the night, this residence in, and I, I was just restless, but I couldn't remember what city I was in. I, I had to wow. jog my mind and think of where I was even at. And that was, for me, that was a breaking point. I was like, ah, oh, I did this ain't it. And, you know, making six figures at that time and coming from 39th street originally graduating from Ruskin high school, six yeah. figures, mm-hmm. like, yo, I, I did it. Um, and so it, it just was a moment where I was like, okay, well, what do you, what do you really want to do, Chris? You know, like I really had that conversation. Uh, and I just kind of found myself in a meditative, um, prayer field state where I'm just talking to God, like, God, I don't know what's next. But this is not it. And I started to think, okay, what are you passionate about? And my grandmother popped to mind immediately. My tattoos are mostly about my grandmother. Um, I got a traveling little blender juicer deal i go to juice bars every single city i'm, I'm in i got menus i'm like man i like health i'm gonna help a couple of people lose weight health and grandma and i like juice bars and i just it was just swirling in my head and it's like god was like duh dude like i you know <laughs> i ain't about to text it to you you know like and then i sprung up start pacing the room and i knew that's what i wanted to do at that point i didn't know the name would be ruby jean mm-hmm. um but I knew that was, that was it. And I was, I was just like, okay, like I was ready to start immediately. And so I quit my job way too fast, hit a bunch of roadblocks, had to go get another job. Uh, and in 2015, I opened our first location, put every single dime I had and didn't have into it, charged up my credit card, uh, really bootstrapped a really small business in 700 square feet. And since that point, it's been immensely blessed, um, not barring, numerous challenges but but blessed above all yo that is insane that is insane and you brought up so many so many good things that i want to touch on and talk about um i don't know even know if you remember this but it's so ironic just how things kind of come full circle when you opened up your first spot in 2015 i was just starting my radio career and I interviewed you for for Hot Water Three Jams, the station that I was on back then. I do, I do remember that. It's do you been, really? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I do remember that. It's crazy how fast. Like that don't seem that long ago to me, but it man, that's that's been a minute. Yeah, it's been like almost six years now. Yeah, that is insane. Okay, so. Where do I want to go first? I want to talk about health. I want to talk about business. I want to talk about all the things. So, okay, let me just start with the business stuff. Um, One of the things that you said is, you know, you quit your job way too early. And I feel like here in Kansas City, 
we are still in my book, the entrepreneur capital of the world, baby. Like we will come up with an idea and make it happen. So can you just touch on a little bit of what that experience was like in terms of leaving a good job, especially, you know, growing up in the hood and whatnot. Um, you leave, you get a great job, you leave it to start your own business. Like, what was that process like? What are some of the lessons that you learned in that? Uh, it was, you know, that was a, a really exciting and scary time, like 50-50, like 50% excited and confident and 50% like, man, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, the thing that I remember the most, most about that period is, <laughs> excuse me, um, I started to, I started to talk to my friends and family about what I wanted to do almost, almost for, um, affirmation, you know, like looking for people to really confirm my decision to, to go chase my dream. Mm. And it wasn't, I didn't get met with affirmation. I got met with doubt, laughter, fear, worry. Mm. Um, and then none of those feelings were, were original of me. And so it, it taught me to to shut up and get to work. You know what I mean? Like I had to I had to go back and find another job because I quit too soon. Um, so I remember running out of money and like thinking I would find a location sooner than I did. You know, this place being need too much work. This one they want too much money. This one I think they might be a little racist. This one, mm-hmm. you know, like so on and so forth. And I'm like, I sat down. I'm like, God, like I I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You. I, you confirmed it for me in that room in Chicago. How do I get there? And it wasn't until I got still that the door started to open and the dots started to be connected. Uh, and so it was a it was a scary time because it's like, okay, I, I, I never had enough money even when I quit, but I knew working and traveling for somebody else, you know, around the clock, was I would never do it. So I had to quit and I, I don't regret it for, for anything. Um, but it was, it was a moment where I really had to kind of like say, you know what, if, if I lose everything I've worked for, oh, well, I can try again. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you say now, or do you even know, like, what would be a, a safe number in terms of this is how much money you need to save if you want to quit your job and start a, your own business? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh. <laughs> You know, like a million dollars, that'd be safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I Straight got a up. bill, like I, I probably can make it happen safely with no worry. Uh, yes. so I don't know. I don't know what that safe number is. The thing I do know is that that number, um, it, it, while it is very relevant and, and real, um, it's irrelevant because I see mm. a lot of a lot of outfits and companies that that start overfunded or they just have money to blow, make poor decisions, right? They don't, mm-hmm. they don't operate from a, a place of scarcity. And so it, it, it creates this false sense of security for them that I never had. I never had that cushion. I, I and I still don't. And so it, it makes you think in a way that's like, yo, this could all be gone tomorrow. And so what I do today is going to, going to impact that. So for me, it was less about the number and more about the drive that, that not having that, that safe number, uh, you know, with with you yeah i get that i totally get that kansas city is such a diverse place in you know a good way and a bad way like it's it's a great city it's super eclectic but there is still a lot of racism and whatnot here um and a lot of covert racism at that um 
With that being said, how would you describe your experience as an entrepreneur in Kansas City? Um, I would say it's been it's been abundant. Uh, would be the word that I would use. E- even even with all of those truths that you shared, um, I've I've experienced racism. Even being an entrepreneur, the founder of Ruby Jeans, and anything I've done in Kansas City, I've experienced it firsthand. When people didn't know what I did, and when people did know what I did. Yeah. I distinctly remember being on a on a uh, a panel, a virtual panel, and the host is white. All the other guys on the call uh, are white, and at the end of it, he's you know everybody signing off. It's that moment where everybody's anxious to get off this zone, and it, it, I pour my heart into it. You know what I mean? Like anytime I speak, like I really, I just try to be as honest and authentic as I possibly can be. I, I didn't. You know, I didn't like shield myself from that because I was in a room full of white guys. Right. But mm-hmm. at the end, you know, he's telling everybody, thanks for this. And thanks for that. And it's, I was the final one. And he says, oh, Chris, thanks for being the black guy. What? Wow. And, what? And yeah. And it's and it's a major, a major outfit here in Kansas City. And I've never spoke about it publicly. Um, this is the first time I've ever even talked about it outside of my home. Wow. Um, and I won't mention any names because it's not, you know, it's not for that. But the thing about Kansas City is that it's like when I weigh it out, I would say this is a great place to be, even with the immense level of racism um, mm-hmm. that exists in the city. You know, it's like I think the perspective that that you have is an, an internal one, right? If yeah. you absorb, mm-hmm. if I absorb what that dude said, that would have immediately devalued me to myself. But I did. I, I just kind of chuckled and hung up, like, mm. you, you know, you'll yeah. never hear from me again. And then, you know, I'll show you about like what "Thanks for Being the Black Guy" really looks like. And so for me, I just I turned that those kind of moments into motivation um, because mm-hmm. it's it being a being an entrepreneur is. I mean, y'all know it's hard. It is right. hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to chase something that is yours, that is real, that's true. It's hard in every sense of the word. And so motivation, uh, when it comes, you got to use it. You got to use it. So I, I flipped, I love to flip that stuff on his head. If somebody's hating because I'm black or just, you know, like being impure to me, I say, okay, I kind of just make a mental note. Like, okay, that's, that's like a thousand more flyers. I need to go pass out on this Saturday. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's my answer mm-hmm. to stuff like that. It's like, it's never like a public, like, Y'all ain't gonna believe what this dude said to me. I could have blasted them, probably ruined that whole company. Right. But it's like, what, what, what value is that? My mm-hmm. God is too great to even like worry about that. So, I, you know, I don't know if that answers the question, but I've experienced it. Uh, but I just, I try to shift the perspective as soon as it happens. And I'm, I'm not gonna act like I don't, I don't get upset. You know, like I, I'm not gonna act like that because I do. But then I'm like, okay, Chris. This ain't your calling is bigger than that. Like it's bigger than that moment. Don't even give that that kind of energy. Put that in yeah. the fuel tank and keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So, how do you in those situations? And I'm I'm gonna keep it real. I'm asking this question <laughs> more for me mm-hmm. because I know how I am with my mouth, especially when you know it's a situation like that. Um, how? How do you find the strength to to like just keep your mouth shut or keep your emotions in check, especially when it's a situation where technically you may be justified in speaking out against it? 
Um, I think I know I know what I have to lose. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, you know, people can be provocative and, and uh, temptress even, like, in a way that they, like, will give you an opportunity to to show evil. And it's like when if you pause a minute, if you pause a minute, you can kind of see. So I, for me, I, I've learned to just take a deep breath and just hold on. Because yeah. that <laughs> that knee jerk mm-hmm. reaction, it can ruin more. You know, it can ruin more. Even if you were on the right side, especially being a, a black man, it's like you you almost have to operate ten times better and even be able to to smile and and hold your head up with dignity dignity in the face of racism. Because there's a there's a longer fight, a longer play, a bigger picture at stake. Um, so I've experienced different things. Even I, another instance, I was in Trader Joe's. And my son, my little beautiful baby boy, yeah. had, he got this little coat that's got ears on it. And it's just a, a brown coat with ears on it. And he's got his hood on. And, and, I, and I don't think, I don't, I don't know what her intention was. But one of the, the people that worked there comes by and kind of looks down, down at him like, oh, such a cute little monkey. No, and I, uh, no, 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 and, no. And, I, and I, that was one of those times where I, I was like, oh. I'm about to lose it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I had to, I had to kind of breathe, and I didn't. I just kind of was shocked, and I grabbed him, and I just looked at him, and I just told him like who he was, and like how much I loved him, how how much value he had, and I just, I don't know. It makes me encouraged to just show him how to be in, mm-hmm. an intrinsic person, like to know that your value is not, it's not sourced ex- externally. It's from your insides, from your soul, from God. And so I don't know. I just I've been blessed to be able to slow down in, in moments, but then I also know I have a, a whole lot to lose at this point. And so I just slow down and breathe and let God deal with it. Yeah, man. Hey, man, that's dope, man. Like I I, I commend you as a black man for like showing like good character in that situation. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and let's 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 switch let's switch a little bit, but like really salute to you for handling those situations the way you did. Uh, you experience having some locations shut down and with this negative impact of COVID, man. How did you bounce back or sustain your business during these like horrible times in this pandemic? You know what? I'm I'm still in the process of sustaining and surviving and making sure we, we make it through this situation. Uh, we immediately leaned out, right? So I closed the downtown location. And at that point, it wasn't a permanent closure. I closed the whole food location, not a permanent closure. Um, I reduced the staff, unfortunately, down to three of us. Myself, my right-hand man, my cousin George, and then Natalie, our kitchen lead. Um, and we, we held down the fort. Uh, I worked the front counter. As people trickled in, I would make the smoothies and juices on the front counter. My cousin cold-pressed the juice in the middle room. And, and Natalie handled the food. Uh, even when the business was just at a, I mean, like a drip drop trickle right when it really started to hit. Uh, so we leaned out. Um, and then as time went on, it, it was apparent that those employees that worked downtown, they they weren't coming back anytime soon. Yeah. And so that was, that was what made the location even make sense because we're sitting in an office building full of office workers um, that would come down on lunch or before work. But now those people are at home. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, that one that one's not it, it's just not gonna work. Um and so we were we were fortunate enough to get a grant from this uh, beautiful organization called Gift that I'm sure y'all are aware of in Kansas City. 
and that grant from them helped us get out of that lease downtown. And like, it was like the exact amount, amount that I negotiated to get out of the lease for. And so even in that closure, we were blessed because we didn't leave with a whole bunch of debt. We were able to just leave and say, you know what? It, it, it makes sense to, to tighten things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Whole Foods, uh, we've been we've been closed since March, and we'll finally reopen here exactly in a month. March first, we'll open, uh, reopen in Whole Foods. Um, and then the thing that the thing that really I would say saved our business uh, even before the PPP came in, uh, which helped, um, was the uh, the fact that we started doing half gallon and gallons of cold pressed juice. Uh, that mm-hmm. caught on really quickly. It's the only bulk uh, option for, for cold fresh juice in Kansas City uh, ever. And so people uh, were receptive of it. I delivered them myself. Um, and we just we just went at it. We just made it through. And we, we still are making it through. And then, uh, you know, beyond all of that, Kansas City, I mean, they've really, like, as a city, shown their love for us. Like, I had a lady come in and just put $100 on the counter. Wow. So you know what I need? I don't even want anything today. I just want y'all to be here when this is over. Yes. You know, I've had people tip our our our, our staff hundred dollars each and all kind of different stories. Um, grants that I didn't even apply for. People would call and say, "Hey, uh, do you need this grant?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, we absolutely need this grant. <laughs> I didn't even know about it." And just just God has been at the at the core of it, and it just. You know, it's not, you know, y'all know how faith works. It ain't, it ain't when you're doing a Whole Foods grand opening, there's 800 people there and you got a line out to the street. It ain't those moments that really define what your faith is. It's like when there's like five people that came in that day and you had to let your staff go and you don't know exactly if the business is going to make it at all. And that's really when it's like, like as much as I've been through in this business, when the bad stuff hits, I made it a practice, a habit, and it's hard. It's kind of even. I still have to remind myself, God, I trust you. God, I trust yes. you. It's, it's, mm-hmm. As soon as it hits, it's like God, I trust you. Like I, I don't know what you're doing, you know, and I ain't gonna say it feels good, but I, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Like I trust you, and so that in that, that's where my my pieces come. Uh, so hopefully that answers the, the question, or that's how I pivoted, uh, Wesley, to answer your question. Yeah, that's dope, man. That totally answers the question. Question, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Do you pay tithes, Chris? <laughs> I do. I, I do. I do pay. I do pay my tithes. Now, that's a, that's a, that is an interesting question uh, for somebody like me. So here it is. I, I actually I struggle with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm preface this by saying I love my church. I love my church. I love my pastor. I trust them uh, fully. Yeah. Right. And so I, I do give to my church frequently. I don't give ten percent every I don't do it like that. I'll give way above ten percent mm-hmm. and then sometimes I won't give, but in the gaps of giving to my church, I'll give to other people in different ways. Yeah. And for me it's like the same the same stewardship that God is calling us for. Because if I and this is no offense to my church, but if I feel like my church is okay, but this 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 lady or this guy or mm-hmm. my nephew or whoever it is is not okay. Like I'm gonna say, you know what? No, here let me. I'm gonna sow this way. So yes. I'm like I'm a giver at the core of my heart. It's, it's what makes me feel the best. Um, but I do not tithe in a way that's just ten percent. Boom, 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 boom. Like like that. I don't I don't do it in that way. You and yeah. West sound a lot alike. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is my boy right here, man. Like, I appreciate <laughs> him, man. Like, yeah, just hearing him talking this interview, like, we were like in a lot of ways. Yes, yes. It's so funny. I love it. Let me, I got I got a bonus question. Let me ask you this, man. So, like, this year, you know, people got their word of the year. My word of the year is character. And I want to ask you, how important is character being an entrepreneur, particularly you representing just black people as a black male, just, just period, and it's particularly in this time in this pandemic? Man, you know what? You can't really put a you can't put a value on it um, because especially in a and this is everywhere, but in Kansas City, Kansas City is small. Like it, it, it yeah, is it a is. small town, mm-hmm. and so it's like if you don't have good character, like truthfully, you you know you might be able to fake it for a while, but if your character is is rotten, like it, everybody's gonna know about it fast. Like mm-hmm. oh no nah, no nah. hey, Chris is trash like I don't I don't mess with him like it it word spreads mm-hmm. so fast and I think that your reputation your character is paramount to to being an entrepreneur and, and just even just beyond that being a black man that stands for something like you your character is what's going to allow you to the ability to actually do stuff to actually make mm-hmm. an impact like if you don't have the character to support your development effort or whatever your effort is, it's, it's going to fizzle out real quick because it character is how you multiply giving. Yeah. Character mm-hmm. is how you multiply giving because I can't, I can't do it by myself. I, I, I need other people. Like there's no, the, what I can do by myself is, is so is little, but my character that I display with my team in the community with my family, even that's how you get, you're giving your impact to multiply. So I could you couldn't put a value on it, bro, honestly. Hey man, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Cause that's what's been no on doubt. my heart all year, man. I appreciate that. No doubt. Um, yeah, it's very apparent, I think, as someone in Kansas City who's kind of been watching you from the beginning, like giving is like a huge part of just who you are. And I truly believe that's one of the reasons why um, Ruby Jeans is what it is today. It's because of your heart and how you're always giving, giving back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did read alouds at Freedom School when Wes was was teaching Freedom School, and I forgot about that. Yeah, I dude. About that. Yep. Yeah, like you always come through, and we like we admire you, we appreciate you, like. Like you are definitely a role model. You're an you're a, you're an example for sure. Thank thank you. Um. So one of the things that I think is so cool is how many celebrities, bro. Like they <laughs> love for <Ruby Jeans. laughs> We've seen everybody from the mayor to Chiefs players to Kevin freaking Hart on Ruby G's Instagram, and I'm like. How sway? Like, how do you do that? You know what? A, a lot of it is uh, it's organic. I mean, Lecrae stopped in, Gary Owen stopped in, Bob Marley's band stopped in, Tech wow. Nine, Jennifer Aniston posted this a couple of weeks back. Van Lathan, uh, who was on TMZ for a long time, he's a. We sent him some stuff, and he's a supporter. Um, and we, and we just been, we've been blessed. You know, it's like if you just focus on you. And like we don't go out send a whole bunch of messages to celebrities. Um, if you just focus on you, like eventually, like the people are going to see you, and those are just people, so they got to see you too. Like if you know if you're doing good 
and really making an impact and doing it in a way that hasn't been seen before, eventually it'll it'll shine through and those opportunities will come. Uh, so we've just been blessed to be able to get that kind of attention organically. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Another thing that I think is pretty amazing, and this, you know, I think kind of ties in with the giving thing, is um, how involved you are, like, on a political level here in Kansas City. What made you, like, want to get involved in, like, like for the people who don't know, like, what are you doing? Like, what have you done on the political plane? And, and like, why is that important to you? Um, so I'm on the, I'm on the board for Kansas City Parks and Recreation, um, and it's that's impactful because it's it's out outside of the city, the single biggest real estate holder in our in our entire city. Uh, random little islands of grass and boulevards and parks and, and monuments. A lot of that is owned by Parks and Rec, uh, and so it it really was an important board for me to sit on because I knew it was a way. Um, to really have a true voice uh, for black people, like a, a true one, not just like, yo, I'm on this board. I'm cool. Um, you know, I'm going to put it in my Instagram uh, bio, like for the actual position there where you can say, okay, I can, I can impact things here in some way. And I didn't know exactly how, uh, but I knew it'd be a great opportunity. Um, so politically like it, for me, it's like, okay, started Ruby jeans been fighting for Ruby jeans, like doing it the right way, you know, not pleasing every single body along the way or, or having this image of just hundred percent perfection. That's never going to happen. Um, but being true to it the whole time, the only way to really leverage then the growth of that platform is like, how do I beyond just going and talking to kids and, and giving kids juice and telling them my story and, and showing them what, opportunities lie in front of them how do i take it further and pol- being politically aligned is then the next that's the natural uh transition and progression of, of building a true platform because if you if you don't really have a voice politically oh. or alliances politically it's going you're going to be hard pressed to get things done yeah. uh and that's just a fact and and what i recognize is more black people uh, are getting or um, becoming aware and I, I, and the crazy thing about me is like, I shy away from like all the fake stuff, like sitting in all these beats just to beat, like, I don't even, uh, ugh. you <laughs> know, right. but I, but I recognize that if I can be me and I can, I can walk in this parks and rec meeting or walk in city hall and I got on my J's and a nice suit and I can be me and I can actually start to, to give people a, a voice for like, why are parks look like this on the east side? Or why, do, why does this look like this? Or why is this that? Um, and it's, it's like a responsibility. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if God blesses me to the, the standpoint that he already has, even if tomorrow don't come, then there's a bigger calling on that. And you kind of got to keep pushing the envelope. And as, as we all know, politically, that's, the, that's the be- one of the best ways to evoke change. Love it. Love it. So I'm going to shift back to the to the health part of Ruby Jeans for a second. Um, with everything that you have going on, how do you make self-care a priority in your own life? It is tough. It is tough. I find myself being super busy and not eating enough and snacking too much, especially in the pandemic. Um, I found myself uh, snacking a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I put on I put on a little weight. Um, even at the early part of my business, I 
I was just going, 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 made myself sick to where my body was just like, nah, dude, nah, we, we, we chilling. And so I've had to like really learn to listen to my body, you know, and not just be so, so forward focused that I forget that you have to be what you're selling. You got to actually be your brand. Like you can't just sell it. Um, and so I, I've today, ironically, well, yesterday was the last day I finished my fifth annual month long juice cleanse. Um, and we've rebranded them to call them Ruby jeans, cold press juice resets. Um, but it's, um, for me, it's spiritual. It's a way to, to sacrifice. Like food is, is such a, it's such a controlling factor in many of our lives. Like you, you become so accustomed to it that you don't realize. And so every year that I do this month long juice cleanse, I quickly remember that, Oh, this food got a hold on me. This coffee got a a hold on me. Like I feel horrible. Like the first three days of this one, I was on the couch, like literally just stuck to the couch. And thank God I didn't have my sons. I had zero energy. And it's like, dang, I'm eating food and taking sugar in a way where it's impacting my body like that. Um, and so for me, it's just always just knowing that I got to come back to center because this message message that I'm carrying about my grandmother, you know, I'm still like, I'm talking to my mom, like, mom, you know, you, you, you're the age that grandma was when she passed right wow. now. And so like, you're, you know, whether you, she drinks these dang on five hour energy little shots, I'm like, mom, listen, listen. You know, it's like different stuff like that where it's like you can't just tell people about something. You got to live it and be it. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like a personal trainer. You want your personal trainer to to look a certain way, to live their lifestyle a certain way. Your doctor. It's no different for me. Like if I want to go sneak in the quick quick trip and get an apple fritter, I got to be real careful. Like who sees me now? (laughs) 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 But but in reality, it's it's just like being uh, at the helm of this business is like, more motivation for me to just keep it together and to keep health as a focal point. And I've, I've grown in that category over the years, but it helps me just having those same struggles that the people I'm, I'm speaking to have, you know, like, Oh man, I need chips way too much or so on and so forth. Um, so it's just always like a, a recalibration uh, thing for me. I, I've never been one of those people that just got it. Like, Oh, I'm just eating perfect. I'm working out such and such. I've never been that person. I go up and down. Uh, and it's just something to always keep in my mindset. Oh, that's what's up, man. Congratulations on that 30-day that juice cleanse. Uh, can you tell us more Thank about you. these resets, man? Like, I feel like that's important. Like, I need to do They are. They are um, so resets or, or juice cleanses are a way to just restart your body, uh, to give you a, your digestive system a break. Uh, you're not chewing uh, anything. You're just drinking fresh, cold-pressed, raw juice, and it's concentrated. And so every, depending on the length of your, your cleanse, what we sell most are three-day cleanses. Mm-hmm. I never recommend less than a five-day cleanse because, as I said, like the first three days, I was stuck to the couch. Like, yeah. my body was still adjusting to what, what was happening to it. And so, like, people quit right after the hardest period. And it's like, all oh, your benefits are still to come. So I never say less than five. Uh, we reduce the prices uh, to make them more accessible. Um, but we sell three day, five day, seven day cleanses. One lady did a whole month with me. Um, but they are a way to say, you know what? I'm I'm not drinking coffee. I'm not having sugar. I'm not taking any solids. Now, if you hit a wall and you you need something, get you some raw fruit and vegetables. That's not like a somebody's gonna slap your hand type of thing. It's just 
do the best you can, but when you get off track, air quotes, um, keep it very sensible. You know what I mean? Even, mm-hmm. even if you got to saute some, some vegetables or something, like keep it sensible. Um, and so it's just really a time, like, just like our, our cars, our cars say, you know, that light, the sticker up on your window, the light comes on, it's time to change this oil or you, your car going to have some issues. Our bodies, they, our bodies give us the same signs. We don't have a sticker on our forehead to say, oh, I'm at, you know, I'm at such and such many miles. Let me go do a juice cleanse. Right. But it's a, you got to be able to listen to your body and say, you know what? I got to just reset. Because the thing about the, the cleanse and the reset, the thing that's profound about it is it's less about the time that you're actually just drinking juice. Like, it, for me, it's less about the last 31 days. And now it's about today. Yeah. What it, what am I? What decisions am I going to make with that great foundation that I've set for my year? What am I going to eliminate? How am I going to, you know, use that foundation to be a catalyst uh, for what's to come? Oh, that's dope, bro. That's real dope. Man, it seems like, you know, it's particularly in this day and age, women are more into health and wellness than men. So how can we encourage especially black men to take our health more seriously, man. Like, you know, that's, that's an issue we've always seen, but like now women be on it, but men, it's like, uh, I don't know. So how, how would you say we can encourage black men to be more into health and wellness? Um, I think it's, you know, it's important for, for people that are, are champions for health, myself, other people, um, to a guy named Jabari that, that runs Tough Club, mm-hmm. you, Wesley, and, and, and your, I've seen your, your growth and your, you know, I've seen you change some things in your life. And it's important for guys like us, Wesley, to, to really be champions for it and be vocal mm-hmm. about it. Um, because a lot of times it's not cool to, to eat kale, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. like, bro, that's not cool. I'm going to get these wings and watch this football, drink this beer, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, I think it's about making it, making it cooler. You know what I mean? Like for more champions, and we're seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think it's, you know, guys go as women go. You yeah, know, if yeah. you, if beautiful women say, hey, hey, bro, this is this is what you need to do, then it's going to happen. So I think it's just about being more vocal about it and making it more ingrained into the culture. Um, and making it just more commonplace. And that I think that we have a good opportunity to share that for mm-hmm. men and women. Because when I talk about my grandmother, yes, she was a woman, but I'm talking about black people and then beyond that, people in general. Yeah, like, yeah. if I tell you as a man, as a black man, that what you eat today and what you drink today is going to impact how many times you get the hug that that seed mm-hmm. that you brought to life, mm-hmm. then that mm-hmm. should that should resonate with you. You know what I mean. So I think it's just about being more vocal with each other, having these kind of conversations, and you know, even even you all's platform, like sharing information like this. It, we're doing it right now. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. I didn't know, I didn't know you was looking from afar, man. Like I lost a hundred pounds, man. Absolutely, so. bro. I see you. I see you, and I, I'm proud of you. I respect it. Like that. That. That's what it's about, dog. Like, my sister just lost. She's now at 115 pounds. And for the longest time, I just was, you know, and I never, I'm not, I'm not the, the judgy, like, oh, man, you getting kind of fat. I'm not, that's not me. <laughs> you know, like, I got old yeah. aunties and my grandmother that just passed. She would tell you, like, uh, baby, you getting fat. <laughs> you know? but yeah. That, but that's, not, that's never my approach. But I would always encourage my sister for years. And then finally, when she was ready, that spark hit. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what it that's what it's about, man. Like, you gave yourself more time with your family, Wesley. 
That's yeah. amazing to me, bro. Like that is that <laughs> you can't really limit that, and it takes such a level of discipline to reverse that cycle. That it's just beautiful, bro. So yeah, I'm proud of. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Aw, yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has being a dad impacted your not you know your life, obviously, but just how you do business in general, like? Have you noticed a big difference in just like any of your beliefs or your mentality or or anything now that you're a dad of this adorable son of yours? Yeah, I mean, wow. Like I my son, I mean, he 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 just shifted my whole perspective, you know, and I've always been a pretty uh intrinsic person, a deep thinker and you know, really thought about things on a, a broader level, but he showed me a, a bigger picture that I didn't know existed um, because I know he's looking at me, you know, he's, he's mimicking what I do, how I talk, how I walk. And so like, if I get, if I have a road rage moment where like I'm in the right, I got to refrain. Yeah. I got to really say, hold on, hold on. You know, Levin is back there watching you, brother. Don't, you know, like, um, and so he really, he really put a mirror up to me. Uh, he's like, Hey dude, like, who are you for real? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm, because I need to know because that's what I'm going to become. Uh, and, and, and that's my, my foundation for my life. And so he just really gave me a, a deeper sense of purpose. Um, and just show me love. Like I just never knew it existed. You know, he, yeah. he's, he's turning into a toddler. And so like, the patience level you have to learn as a parent is crazy. Like, it, it, And that's the kind of patience that I think that God calls for. And I don't think we even get to experience that level of patience and love and purpose until we, we get to see ourselves reflected in our children. Because yeah. when they have an outburst or what they're saying, it's like, yo, you taught them to say that. You taught them to get mad. You taught them to, to like hit, slap the table and get, get upset. Yeah. Uh, and so he's just, He's just encouraged me to be better, you know, just to just to be better. I ain't gonna, and I ain't trying to be perfect because that ain't realistic. But just be better. Uh, and I, I don't know. He's so dope. He's the funniest little dude. His his little his little character is uh, his personality is starting to start, starting to really form. So it's just a beautiful process. Uh, and he he is, encourages me to to make Ruby Jeans better than I ever thought it could be. Like I want to to impress him i want to make him proud of me like i want him to, to when he grows up and knows what's all been done i want him to be like man, like uh, that's dope like i want him to be proud of me yeah. and so it's like i can't i can't be half-stepping if i won't i want him to be proud of me in 10 years when he really knows what's going on uh, yeah. i love it how old is he he's two He's too terrible too. Yo, man, what? Listen, <laughs> well, the other day we was laying in the bed and he just he had I don't know what he had like I don't know if it was an orange or what he was chewing on. You know how kids like will hold stuff in their mouth for too long. Yes. Yeah, I forgot he had anything in his mouth. We laying in the bed, he spits in the air and it landed on both our face. And he's just cracking up. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't believe you know? Terrible too. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's just pure. You know, they just get to do whatever they want to do. Like, yep. oh, I'm going to throw this cup right now and <laughs> you're going to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Our kids are, are 14 and 9. 
So, wow. so y'all way past. <laughs> Baby. Wait till you get to the teenagers, Baby. though. Baby. Teenagers. <laughs> All the warnings of, of teens. Oh, yeah. They, people ain't lying. They're not lying. And I'm the person where I was like, oh, my God, I don't really don't know what to do with, like, toddlers and babies. But teenagers oh my god i can handle this i'm so excited everybody was looking at me like girl you done lost your mind <laughs> You're just wait. yeah and now we see now we see um, I, got, I got a minute okay okay cool till they till they get till he gets there i got i mean i'm what am i 11 years away till he's a teenager so yeah, I'll, you do. I'll, yeah. I'll be ready for him hopefully and that's the that's the dope thing i really like i focus on is like i want to be it inspires me to like then get things situated in a way where I can really enjoy his his you know his those years you know what I mean like where I have the time to be with him the time to to really engage with him whether it's sports or chess club or whatever it is so yeah. like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm fighting for those teenage years with him right now yes yeah yeah you yeah. are you definitely are and it's so cool that you that you realize that right now a lot of parents don't um, yeah. Was it easy? Because I I ask this because I Wes like like a lot of parents, we didn't really get into health and fitness and nutrition until after our kids were born. <laughs> yeah. So how easy was it um, for you to like get Levin to enjoy like just fruits and vegetables and normal healthy things that it's super eat? easy. It's super easy, and that's the craziest thing is, like, if that's all he ever knows, he doesn't, you know, and, of course, he has some junk food here and there. Like, he's a kid. Like, I'm not just going to, like, teach him a world that's not realistic, and then when he sees that world, he just goes crazy. Right. Um, and so it's a it's a great balance, but, you know, this dude eats salmon and drinking cold-pressed juice and likes broccoli and likes all these things. will eat a raw carrot and and it's just like, what? I, I don't even think I even heard of salmon until I was probably, you know, yeah, I was grown. Yeah. Or, or any number of things or drinking juice and smoothies. Um, and so it's just a blessing for me to be able to shift that cycle, you know, because I came up chitlin, yep. fried chicken, yep. chili, yeah. chili dogs and chips was a, would be a dinner. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, Kool-Aid, like just as soon as it was over, okay, make another picture. Like Kool Aid on on tap, like that's that ain't no way to to bring up babies, but that's that's just the way we live. Yeah. And so for me to know that he is getting such a, a foundation to his health, I can see it in his energy. I can see it in like his vibrancy, and it's just super dope to me because it's one of those like um, like one of those gener- generational cycles that like I'm proud to have already now broken. Yes. Yeah. You know what? This makes me almost don't look at me crazy, Wesley. But this almost <laughs> it almost makes me want to have another baby just so we oh, can. Oh, Wesley! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just so we can like feed him the right stuff from Jump, and it can be like a really cool lifelong experiment. 
<laughs> See, you know that that wasn't an awkward silence. That was just that silence that our listeners need to hear. Need to hear. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we're, being married to Carissa is an adventure within itself. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where you know you just have to just it just comes. It, it, hey, you got to ride away. You know what I mean? Just ride away. <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> <You're so crazy. laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to wrap things up a little bit. Um, but I want to give you the opportunity to like tell us some of of like your favorite juices and meals and whatnot that you have at Ruby Jeans. Oh shoot! I, I don't know why I've been so hype about our acai bowl, and I mean we've been making it since the beginning. Um, but our acai bowl is so fire, and it's like it's such a light treat that kind of cures a, um, a sweet tooth. But at the same time, it's filling with the granola and the, the blended fruit and the acai berries. Um, so I, I like that a lot. I'm excited to get one today now that my cleanse is over. Um, we do uh, Brussels sprout nachos what? that are oh. fire, super fire, vegan Brussels sprout nachos. Um, we do a broccoli burger um, on like a rotation. It's not on the menu right now, but it's, it's like dope. It's got carrot bacon on it and this cashew. Um, like a spicy cashew sauce. Um, our sweet potato brownies are amazing and super popular. Uh, from a juice perspective, I, I like them all. Well, I won't say that. I don't like them all. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't like them all. The, the beetle juice, the beets and ginger, that's that's not for me. That's for uh, uh. <laughs> a very advanced palate. Um, but no, I enjoy being able to to offer and indulge in healthy recipes and, and create stuff that people haven't had or, or even if they had have it in a way that they haven't seen before. Um, so it's a, it's a ton of stuff on my menu. We got a, a keto unfried rice that's vegan. Um, and it's like a coll- minced cauliflower with carrots and so on and so forth. Um, we got a, a bunch of good stuff. That's what's That's up. Dope. Every time I go there, I get the same thing. That kale, yeah, I love that kale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kale, yeah, is great. That's, that's the that's one of the ones that has gotten stolen. Um, so there was a company that will, that shall remain nameless <laughs> that opened <laughs> that, that opened after us um, that has that recipe uh, on their menu. And guess what? what? It is their popular, their most popular drink. I, you know, I've read all the reviews. I pay attention to all the competitors and they, they lifted that recipe from us and it is one of their most popular drinks. And I I just, you know, I'm like, okay, that's a, Okay, you oh got my it. Gosh. Wow. So yeah, the kill yeah is popular for a couple of uh, companies. <laughs> 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 they call they call it something different at least, but it's the same thing. That's wow. hilarious. Okay, so I know with you know where we are with the state of the world and whatnot, ain't no telling um, when things will be back to normal or even what that normal is going to look like. But with that being said, do you guys have any like? upcoming events or anything that we can look forward to? No events. Um, our reopening in Whole Foods, March 1st. Uh, I'll announce here publicly pretty soon another location that we'll, we'll launch. Um, doing some realignment from a retail operation standpoint and working to, working to get into a true distribution channel. Our, mm-hmm. our juice gets requested all over the country and figuring out a way to be able to ship in a way that's cost-effective uh, where the product arrives, you know, the, 
the way it should be at our standard, uh, whether they're in California or Wichita, um, it's, it's been a hurdle for us to uh, to figure out. So I've been working on that. Um, but that's it. We we really just focused on surviving and, and really staying true to who we are as a company and continue to grow. Um, but that's, that's it. No, no major events, just the reopening of Whole Foods. Well, that's dope. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. That's a huge deal. Um, and when this episode launches, it's the Friday before. So, oh, boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's what's up. Anything else you want to add, Chris? No. Um, thank you to y'all. Thank you to y'all for, uh, for creating the platform, for jumping out on faith yourselves and, you know, being willing to, to, to try something and grow something and, and build, you know, it's, it's, it's to be commended, and I appreciate this opportunity. And just wish y'all the, the very, very best this year could possibly bring. Same, Same to you, to you man. brother. Same yeah. to you, man. Yeah. Well, this is All right, Thank you so I much. I appreciate y'all. All right, no man. No problem. Y'all have a good one. All right, you, you too. too. All right, peace. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so good. So much fun. Yeah, it was. That was dope. Yes, it was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris. You are an amazing human being um if you're in the kansas city area and you're interested in learning more about ruby jeans juicery you can go to rubyjeansjuicery.com and they are on social media at ruby jeans juicery now before we get out of here this episode is brought to you in part by dre blaze barbershop in beaumont texas if you're looking for impeccable service and experience Visit DreBlaze.com and schedule an appointment today. That's D-R-E-B-L-A-D-E-Z.com. Shout out to our studio partner, Real Media KC in Overland Park, Kansas. At Real Media KC, they turn complex communication objectives into creative visual solutions. Whether you need a recording studio or soundstage for video production, Real Media KC has you covered. To learn more, visit RealMediaKC.com. I guess that's it. <laughs> See y'all next time. <laughs> I like. <laughs>